Hi, this is Michelle with The Fringe Following. Today is August 22nd, 2020. I am here today without Ronnie. We There is so much going on in the news and the media that we can't always get together to discuss these issues. So I am doing a solo podcast today. And the topic is the media's attack on QAnon and the movement to save the children. My attention was piqued when I saw a New York Times article on August 12th, 2020, and its title is QAnon Followers Are Hijacking the Save the Children Movement. And it got my attention. Before I started going down all these rabbit holes, the New York Times was kind of an argument ender um, for me and other people to use um, when you have political differences or differences in opinion, New York Times, to me, was considered the ultimate news source that you go to to prove or disprove theories, whether we should all be in quarantine or whether the death rates of coronavirus are really accurate or any information like that before the quarantine or before COVID. New York Times was definitely one of my go-to sources to go, here, look, it's here in the New York Times, what I'm saying, it's right. And I know friends have used that with me. Part of that issue that I'm realizing now as I go down several rabbit holes is that you're using fake information to continue to prove fake information, not that everything in the New York Times is fake, however, this podcast was created out of a growing concern that that the mainstream media sites are all controlled by the same people, whether it's Fox or CNN or New York Times or Washington Post, and also that they propagate propaganda, that there is another agenda. And I think anyone listening to this podcast can agree that if you're here listening to it, you have also seen that media bias, which is why I created the podcast is to speak out against it. And once you start doing that, no one is safe from those eyes of looking at, are they really giving a fair shake here? Or are they using media bias to, you know, upset everyone or to further some people's agendas and try to discourage other people's agendas. And I do think it's it's kind of funny that with that the New York Times, the holy grail of newspapers or news sources now, newspapers are almost dead, that they would even speak about QAnon. Why even bother? That would be like, you know, if I had a kid on the block and they were thinking that I was managing my money poorly and they were telling my other neighbors that, that I was buying too many toys and not spending enough on my debt because, hey, that's what they think by their observations, would I really care? Would I suddenly go talk to every neighbor, hey, that little guy is wrong. He, he he doesn't know what he's talking about. No, I would probably just shrug it off because, you know, they don't know me. They're a kid and people aren't 
probably going to take me seriously or the kids seriously. So it's the kind of the same with the New York Times even coming out against QAnon. Why? I, I can't help but think of the Joker in The Dark Knight. Why so serious, New York Times? Why are you suddenly even speaking out against this? Why do you even care that this little little group or this misled, horribly, you know, Trump-supporting group is a threat? That's really what you're saying by writing this article. And that's what really got my attention and my head turned. First of all, I, I'm not a QAnon follower. Ronnie is. And it's one of the reasons I brought her on this podcast is I needed those other points of views. I'm not opposed to becoming a follower. And I'm, you know, there's just so many things to keep track of in this counterculture movement and with the news and the election coming. Um, I still have to learn how to use the site. But I have done ample research into the Hollywood involvement in pedophilia and acts and crimes against children. And it had nothing to do with Q. And it had everything to do with other sources that I've sought. Um, Isaac Cappy is one that comes to mind. And I think we mentioned him on an earlier podcast that he quote, committed suicide a few years ago after coming out against several well-known Hollywood figures in claiming that they were involved in um, horrific acts against children. So, yeah. And one could say, well, he was lying and he's dead now and there's nothing to prove. Maybe, maybe. But then you start diving deeper and then you look into Weinstein and how that was kept silent for so long. But now it's okay. Now it's the Me Too movement, and he has been canceled. Um, but was he truly the only one in Hollywood doing things illegally? And what about Dylan Farrow, the adopted child of Woody Allen? What about her, where she made claims at seven years old in 2007 that Woody Allen, her adoptive father, molested her. And then what about when she took out an ad in the sacred New York Times, fully detailing the things that Woody did to her? And he just kind of skidded from that all. I, I think he's one of, he's kind of canceled, but he's not completely canceled, not like a Kevin Spacey or a Harvey Weinstein. He's still around because, unfortunately, Dylan Farrow came before her time, before the Me Too movement. And so we just regard her as a silly kid making accusations of a great movie star. But, you know, if you read her information, I, I believe it. I, I really doubt that someone could come up with that much detail. And to what end would she do that for? Um and of course, I look at things energetically and just at an energetic level, I, I believe what this woman is saying. And I always found Woody Allen a, a little bit creepy, to be honest with you. I never did like his stuff for the most part. And what's up with Angelina Jolie's comments that came out earlier this year about some sort of odd sex ritual cult sacrifice? And the implication was it was in Hollywood. 
New York Times doesn't seem to mention that. They only, their only approach is QAnon's come out and they've hijacked the Save the Children movement. So this equals QAnon bad, bad people. They're using saving children from pedophilias as some sort of cause so that people will get interested in their movement. And I'm here to say that I'm highly interested in the Save the Children movement, but I'm not a QAnon follower. So that first premise is incorrect, that, that, that only people that follow QAnon are finding out and seeking information about how pedophilia ha- is becoming more normal in Hollywood and in society and how um, there's strong evidence of many famous people involved in it. And what about Tom Hanks and Sarah Ruth Ashcroft? She claims that as a 13-year-old, she was sold to Tom Hanks and was used for sex. And it's funny, you try Googling that, and it's really hard to track down any article by any media source. I mean, those claims in and of itself should merit, oh, she's full of crap article, maybe not by the New York Times, but by someone a little prominent, But instead, um, all you can find through Google are Facebook posts and Twitter posts, which means that there isn't much leading in mainstream media about it. And why is that? Why is she ignored? Why isn't she being taken seriously? Or at least, hey, write an article debunking all her claims. Say you interviewed her and you haven't found anything to be the case. Um. But no. But the thing is, we see these things, New York Times. We see these things, mainstream media, and we see that you don't cover them. And at this point, when we feel that we don't trust you at all, we're more apt to believe them when you don't even cover it or give it any airtime. But you're giving QAnon airtime because I guess they've become too big of the movement for you to ignore. And I, I, I had to laugh. I saw um, it was said that Alec Baldwin was on the flight logs to Epstein Island. I did not personally check those. I don't know of its truth or fiction. However, he did a video in his Alec Baldwin style and said that Oh, those QAnon followers, they're just, oh, they're, you know, apparently they're trolling him. I don't know. It's not just QAnon, Alec. It's way bigger than QAnon, Alec. It's way bigger than QAnon, New York Times. You don't understand. We don't trust you anymore. We are more apt to trust someone like QAnon, but not just QAnon. We trust others as well. because. You write this bullshit article about QAnon not having any merit, yet you failed to mention all these instances where Hollywood people were involved in sexual abuse, in sexual exploitation, and they've been convicted and canceled, but not until someone came forward. So maybe we have some merit to start believing some other voices, Because Hollywood isn't pure, and mainstream media isn't pure. And that's what frustrates me the most. 
as I read through this QAnon article, Podesta and Hillary emails through WikiLeaks. <laughs> They're not mentioned at all. And yes, that brings in Pizzagate. And I think you guys in this article do cover Pizzagate. But you didn't bring that in. I, I don't see you debunking WikiLinks because WikiLinks is pretty damn hard to debunk. So you don't bring that up. Instead, you just bring up there's a bunch of crazy people out there believing bad things about Hollywood and trying to hijack some movement because we need followers and the child cause is going to really help us get followers. Ah, you know what else they didn't do? They didn't interview a single follower. He mentioned a neighbor that was kind of looking at a QAnon map about child trafficking. But I don't see a single interview in here about why we might believe QAnon. You didn't give us voice at all. You just shut us down. Oh, they're all crazy heads. I'm not a crazy head. I'm highly intelligent. I'm highly articulate. And I don't believe a word you're saying in this article. And I'm not a QAnon follower. So riddle me that, New York Times. I know a lot of people that are following Hollywood movement and the possible pedophilia there. And they aren't QAnon followers either. You miss the boat completely. You guys are just like a, a dog chasing its tail. Why? Why can't we get this right? Why aren't we on the pulse of America? Because of this shit, this article that, you know, just condemns people looking to these theories without give. Oh, it's just conspiracy theorists. Eyes roll. No, it's a little bit more than that. You have lost our trust. So we're going elsewhere. And, you know, I don't even, it's not because these conspiracy theories are juicy. I could care less. I am not into drama. But what I am into is getting to the truth. And I don't think you can lead me there any better than a conspiracy theory, a well-thought-out, well-researched conspiracy theory. And it has nothing to do with QAnon. Or how about this? When Nicole Arbor said, and this was prior to Alec Baldwin's denial video that he never, he did not know Epstein and was never on his island. And once again, I haven't researched that, but this was before. She did say it's getting strange that not a single celebrity who was on Epstein's flight log has come out to even say, wow, that's awful. I didn't know that was happening there. So here's the thing, New York Times and other mainstream media. If you don't give these accusations light, if you don't thoroughly investigate them, yet so many of us believe it, if you don't do a thorough investigation and reveal, hey, this is completely wrong or this is completely right. I mean, people say that's what Snopes is for. No, Snopes is biased, as is most fact-checking. Google is biased. I could barely, I could barely find Sarah Ashcroft in my searches. You know, Google will suppress some searches or, you know, put any interesting information on the very last pages and give you crap like I got when I tried to search her. So it be anything that opposes the propaganda and 
I'm beginning to see that this is just propaganda by the media. It's all one-sided and biased, not balanced. There's several ways this QAnon article could have been written to give credence to the people that are following it, but they're too blind. The New York Times is too blind to that which to why they've lost their viewer base and why people are voting for people other than the Democratic Party. And it's not just because of child sex trafficking, many, many things. And let me be clear, crystal clear, I'm not creating this particular podcast so that I can justify the reasons that I go down rabbit holes with conspiracy theories. I'm doing it more to say, hey, mainstream media, wake up. If so many people are following it, that it's such a threat that you've got to write an article going out against it, a very unbalanced, biased article that only shows one side, then maybe you need to go down that rabbit hole a little further Maybe you need to even write some articles studying some of these theories and proving or disproving them. I don't know. Some unbiased articles. I don't I don't know if you can do that after the mainstream media has treated hydroxychloroquine the way that it has and the Democrats can't do no wrong and Joe Biden definitely doesn't have isn't a pedophile or a rapist, even though there's several indications that, that he was. But we're all going to ignore that. And not touch on that. We're just going to pretend it's not there. Like a dysfunctional family that pretends that their dad isn't a child sex abuser. Same thing, only on a larger, humongous national scale. And parroted by everyone that's in media. It's really quite sad. So to recap. New York Times, you don't invalidate a movement by writing an article about it. You only validate them further. And also, you don't know about QAnon followers or who's involved in the Save the Children movement. Not to mention the new Netflix movie that came out called Cuties, in which they used a poster that was extremely sexually provocative of preteen girls, or maybe even younger than preteen, in tight clothes, tight dance outfits, and in sexually provocative, looking like they were being sexually provocative. And that poster Netflix didn't think twice about using until a bunch of people complained and they pulled it. Okay, Netflix, really? It, it took people complaining for you to say, oh, maybe that wasn't a good idea. Um, yeah, these are all the little things that nobody in mainstream media is really mentioning. Yet these are things that everyone's noticing And everyone's noticing that mainstream media isn't mentioning. So, yeah, the fact that you wrote an article against QAnon only makes me believe that they are more valid now. And I I really do need to get to watch them more because you have 
or feeling some sort of threat by them. And if it was just a bunch of nonsense, I just have a feeling you wouldn't have bothered writing about it or trying to disprove it. Because once again, at this point, I don't trust you. And I don't trust the news that you pump out. And the same goes for all the major networks on TV. There's also an article here by Breitbart. But they mention that when before the Harvey Weinstein story broke, the man who was working on it, Ronan Farrow, actually received a call from Clinton's publicist, Nick Merrill, who told him that the big story Farrow was working on was a concern for us. So that happened in the summer of 2017 while Farrow while was trying to lock down an interview with Clinton for his policy book with Hillary Clinton. So, and they note here that Merrill is Hillary's longtime publicist. He works for her, and it seems unlikely he would do such a thing without her instructions. What's more, as of now, Merrill has not denied their reporting. Yet, again, nobody's really covered that. I don't even know if Fox has covered that. I guess I would have to Google it, but you can be sure as heck certain that CNN and the New York Times hasn't covered that. Or if they did, it was some blip on some page somewhere that no one read. So it was no secret that Pharaoh was working on what would be the Pulitzer winning Weinstein expose. Everyone knew because Pharaoh was reaching out to everyone to put the story together. And Weinstein was a big contributor of Clinton's campaign. In fact, Lena Dunham said to the writer and actress said she was troubled by the producer's visible president presence, Weinstein's presence, during Mrs. Clinton's presidential run, hosting fundraisers and appearing at campaign events. She told Christina Shakey, I don't know if I'm saying that right, the campaign's deputy community communications director, I just want to let you know that Harvey's a rapist and this is going to come out at some point. I think it's a really bad idea for him to be hosting fundraisers and be involved because it's an open secret in Hollywood that he has a problem with sexual assault. Boom. That didn't seem to stop Clinton from using Weinstein. And it is interesting to me, there are a lot of claims about Tom Hanks, and I just got a notice that he would, he would, he f- helped Biden with a fundraiser um, meeting with people to discuss Biden's presidential candidacy during during the Democratic National Convention. So there's that too, and he's several claims against him, several. So I I just look at all this and I'm kind of just throwing it up all on the board and thinking, hmm, it does make you wonder how far the bias reaches and how people are protected until they're not. When this story broke on Weinstein, he became unprotected and everyone threw him under the bus very quickly when the evidence was undeniable. Is that going to 
Is that how it's going to be when evidence comes out against Tom Hanks or Woody Allen or any of these other Hollywood kings or queens that they're involved in some nasty stuff? I don't know. And do I want to feel this way about my former idols and people that I looked up to? No. Hell no. Not even close. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and I don't like thinking that there's something lurking in the shadows everywhere. That's that's just not me. However, when I start going down these rabbit holes, the things that I find and see and what my intuition's telling me is just entirely different than what the mainstream media would have you believe, which is, of course, circles back to why I started this podcast in the first place. Another place that I saw was here in USA Today. On August 13th, 2020, fact check, Tom Hanks is now a Greek citizen, but but pedophilia has nothing to do with it. Okay. All right. Thank you, USA Today. And then they say some of the posts include hashtags for QAnon, a far-right conspiracy theory that alleges the world is controlled by a small group of elites who are pedophiles and devil worshipers. And they believe Tom Hanks is connected to that. Yes, that's true. That's part of their belief. Do I embrace it all? No. And I'm open. I'm not shutting it down, rolling my eyes, saying that's crazy. Not after everything that I've seen happen in this country in 2020 and how it's been handled politically and how needless I could go on and on. So no, yeah, you know, I'm a little open. I am. And I wasn't a year ago or even six months ago, to be honest with you. And, you know, why is that? Now is Tom Hanks a pedophile? I don't know. I haven't completely gone down that rabbit hole. Um, But I'm curious and open to it. And if I did find out, um, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I don't know what the hell he's doing on his Instagram, but that's really spooky shit with the missing pieces of clothing. Uh, there's so much symbolism in what Hollywood puts out and we haven't covered that yet, but a lot of it is, you know, blatant and in plain sight and has nothing to do with Hollywood and everything to do with things of an evil nature. I, I'll just leave it at that for this moment, but Again, yeah, oh my God, I'm sounding like a crazy conspiracy theorist. And yeah, I'm not trying to. But as I go further down and looking at all this stuff, I, I'm i an open mind about it. I am. Epstein and all those people on his flight log. And yeah. So I think a better title to their article that did say QAnon followers are hijacking the Save the Children movement, I think a much better title would be QAnon followers are no longer believing the propaganda that the mainstream media puts out and are choosing to believe other sources because we're not trusted anymore. We've let them down. We don't validate the silent majority. And for that reason, they're having to go someplace else. 
because we only show one side of the story and that's it. Yeah, I think that would be a a much better way to put it. This is Michelle with The Fringe Following, and I I wanted to share my views on this, this recent article written about eight days ago and also um, about what we cover here and why we cover it and why it's important to cover it. And we thank you for listening. If you can please leave us um, a review, that would be amazing. It would really help us out if you could take the time to do that. And also, if you could subscribe, that will help our podcast as well. We really appreciate your support and your listening. And we will continue to bring you stories like this. And we will continue to stay on the pulse of the news and cancel what mainstream media tries to tell us. Thank you.